the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Fake Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And uh, Mr. Lundy, the Sweet 16 gets back underway on Thursday, and we got four games on the dock at Arkansas, Gonzaga, Michigan, Villanova, Houston, and Arizona, and maybe the marquee matchup. Texas Tech and Duke, and again, a lot of people were shocked when Texas Tech uh, came out as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and we've seen some lines shifting already because you know what the public is doing. They're breaking out the old sledgehammer and back in the Coach K to win it all narrative in his final year, and that line has now come down at most of the books uh, to minus one for the Red Raiders, but coursing through some of the more creative tournament specials and futures bets that are out there. Uh, I stumbled across one last night on DraftKings uh, that uh, piqued my interest, you could say. And it was, which team will go further in this NCAA tournament moving forward? So of the remaining squads and the options, of, there are several of them that are like head-to-head. But I thought the best odds of the board were Texas Tech versus UCLA with Tech at plus 115 to go further than the Bruins, and that's where I fired off a ticket because I think Texas Tech will handle business against the Blue Devils. Uh, We know what uh, Tech's MO is and what makes them tick. Uh, It's the fact that they play extraordinary lockdown defense. Uh, Number three this month in adjusted defensive efficiency, they're giving up just 0.792 points per possession are the Red Raiders in their last six games. I know some people have soured on them because, oh, they can't score – but when you go up against a Duke team that is number 288 in three-point percentage D this month, uh, and knowing just how forgiving they have been across the board defensively, I think Texas Tech's uh, scoring woes will be cured. So the ailment is ideal. Uh, that's just going up against this uh, generous and leaky Duke defense. And as long as Texas Tech lives up to its top billing, as a shutdown D overall, I think they're going to survive in advance, uh, move on the Elite Eight, and then just a matter of will UCLA get knocked up by North Carolina, which I think is a distinct possibility. The Carolina matches up quite well with the Bruins. And and then that's it because uh, I don't think Gonzaga is going to lose to Tech in the Elite Eight. I am just merely banking on North Carolina taking business against UCLA and then the Red Raiders taking care of fate in their own hands against the Blue Devils. So what do you think about that wager, that Texas Tech going further, moving forward here in this NCAA tournament than UCLA, plus 115 at DraftKings? I'll take it because of the plus odds. I'll also take it because as I sit here in the palatial studios, uh, they're not palatial, um, (laughs) and I look at my uh, bracket, uh, I I actually had Tech and Gonzaga in the Elite Eight, so I'm going to stick with it uh, because that was my pick uh, early on. Uh, I did not have, uh, in full disclosure, UCLA and UNC. I had UCLA and Baylor, but in that particular case, I also had UCLA losing. So you know what? I'm sticking to my damn guns. That's Uh, that's Smart and man. I'm gonna, Smart I'm man. gonna roll. Uh, I'm gonna roll. I also think I, I've, I've been saying this uh, uh, over the last week or so. I, I really think that win that North Carolina got at Cameron on that final yeah. home game. All, I really think that that was um, not it was only a emotional. Moment. It was, yeah, it was emotional, but it was all. I think it was a springboard for this team, yeah, and I totally. think that they have been playing off of that all the way into the ACC tournament and now into the Big Dance. 
Yeah, I look, that front court with Armando Baycott, and if the guards continue to shoot the way that they have been, and Johnny Juzang, not exactly 100%. Like, I mean, all this compiles and points in one direction, and that the Tar Heels uh, should be able to knock off UCLA. And if that is the case, and Tech takes care of business, winner, baby, we'll cash that ticket. Speaking of cashing tickets, let's get after it here on this Taco Tuesday with another spicy edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. How did you fare yesterday? And we got a mammoth slate in the National Hockey League tonight. So uh, step up to the buffet, plate in hand, and dish up some other selections. So what do you got for me this evening? You know, I didn't need you to bring up yesterday, Brad. (laughs) Didn't need you to do that. You know, I was ready to move on. I was ready to, you know, put the past behind me and move on. No, yesterday sucked, y'all. Uh, and if you were listening to the pod, you know that. we uh, Colorado uh, did not win in regulation. Uh, they did not cover. They did win in overtime. Uh, Boston didn't win in regulation. And Vegas and Minnesota uh, apparently forgot how to score. Uh, yeah. So that over, uh, mm-hmm. we, we did not do very well yesterday. So let's see if we Sounds can like saddle back up. Sounds like the NBA pretty much every night, Lundy. Yeah, yeah. I faded John LaMelo last night. That was, uh, that was a good call by me. I should have done uh, the same with LeBron. <laughs> We should have. Absolutely. All right. We shake the Etch-A-Sketch, y'all. We move on. Uh, On the ice tonight, 11 games, as Brad said. A very big slate of hockey for tonight. And we are going to go to the Motor City. That is where Detroit will be hosting the Philadelphia Flyers and uh, the Flyers uh, not really giving me any reason to believe in them. Statistically, if you match these two teams up, uh, neither one of them is very good, but Philadelphia worse uh, than Detroit is. Detroit is at home, and this is crazy. Over the course of the entire season, Detroit has only been a favorite at home nine times. Nine. Total. Nine. That is it. But they are seven and two at home when they are actually favored. And guess what, folks? They are favored in this one. So we are going to take Detroit tonight. We are going to take them on the money line. We can get that one at a minus 145. If you really want to get frisky, which I'm kind of willing to do, maybe it's because I'm slightly on tilt after last night's picks. Um, If you take Detroit in regulation, it's plus 105. So pick your poison there. Take them either on the straight money line at minus 145, or if you want to get seduced by the juice, take them in regulation at a plus 105. Look for the Red Wings to fly past the Flyers. I just blacked out when I heard plus and I don't even know what the number is. I'm in! Get seduced by the juice! Number four. All right, back to the stupid NBA. Uh, I believe nothing hit for me yesterday. I think I threw out three player props. I went 0 for 1, 0 for 2. Oh, cherry on top of the Sunday and a giant extended middle finger in my general direction, 0 for 3. I hate the NBA and its player props right now, but you know what? Fade the noise. That's the name of the podcast, and that's what I recommend here with selection number one. Cole Anthony, I'm taking the under on point five steals against the Steph Curryless Golden State Warriors here, Lundy. Uh, plus 100, and I'm getting seduced by the juice to air at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I know this is a, you know, a, a very low threshold, and he should easily uh, achieve it, but uh, I don't think he's going to get there simply because since February 12th, Cole Anthony has only logged a steal in four of his last 15 games. That is it. He had zero swipes, uh, successful ones, against the Warriors back on December 6th, though Golden State has given up the ninth most steals per game in the month of March. So, Lundy, this is the uh, most craptastic crapshoot of all 
But Cole Anthony under .5 steals against the Warriors plus 100 at DraftKings. You're probably going to fade me, so fade or fade. Uh, this is this is a wild one for you to go pick because <laughs> normally when we get to these one and done type props, over, we're playing the over. Here. Right, you're doing the under, which means this is sweatastic because uh-huh. uh, it could happen with uh, you know four seconds left. Uh, you know, it, you got to wait all the way until the final horn to know whether or not you got this one. But you know what? I, I just maybe I just feel sorry for you because I'm looking ahead uh, and you've got a lot of unders uh, that you're playing in today's podcast. So I think you're feeling a little bit down. You're a little you're a little down. I need to pick you up and I'm going to pick you up by following you on this one with Cole Anthony. What did you say? Four in his last 15 games. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and say that he cannot manage to get a steal against the Warriors, but, oh, Brad, we need to get you a little pick-me-up. Yeah, maybe I need some tequila. It is Tuesday. Uh, Nice alliteration there, and it goes great with tacos, but keep your paws in your pocket, Cole Anthony. Number three. All right, let's stick uh, with the Orlando Magic, and a guy that's going to break out a one and maybe sprinkle a little pixie dust uh, in the old box score. I am going to go with Wendell Carter here over nine and a half rebounds. Against those Warriors, uh, minus 120 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. So a little bit more juice on this one, but for good reason. You look at Carter, uh, he has reached double figures in boards in 10 of his last 12 games. And in fact, in the month of March, he's averaging 12 rebounds per game. Earlier this season, oh, had a dozen rebounds against Golden State in that matchup back on December 6th. Though the Warriors have given up the seventh fewest total opponent rebounds per game over their last 15 contests. But recency biases, I always say it's a hell of a drug, and I am crushing it and snorting it right now. I think Carter squeezes the orange at least 10 times and extends that streak to 11 of his last 13 on this over 9.5 rebounds. So fade or follow, Wendell Carter over 9.5 rebounds against the Warriors. Again, minus 120 at FanDuel. I can't tell whether uh, it's just that it's kind of that midweek or if you actually have some hesitancy in your voice with every one of these NBA <laughs> it's props. Not, it's killing me, man. Killing you're my bankroll. You're getting beat up big time. You know what? You, uh, know what? you know, the only way to cleanse the palate, Lundy, is betting on more obscure college basketball games. That's okay. where daddy shakes his moneymaker. Screw the NBA. Oh yeah, you, you, I've realized where uh, where your passion lies, and therefore where your dollars uh, have a tendency to sit. So we'll get that uh, we'll get that one rolling in a minute. I'm actually going to take the over uh, on this one. I think this is a solid. Uh, I think this is a solid bet. I think going up against Golden State, I, I, for whatever reason, uh, this is just one that I think you're pulling down boards. I think Carter can do that, and they need him to. He's got to be able yeah. to clean the glass. You got to take advantage of the fact that Steph's out. Everybody that's playing the Warriors right now, you have got to take advantage of the fact that Steph is on the shelf and maybe, maybe they're saying back for game one of the playoffs, but that sounds like a big maybe right now. So I think everybody is going to be gunning for them and looking at it as an opportunity to pick up a win. Cautious optimism with Steph. Cautious optimism with Carter. Don't fail me, bro. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball tournaments nobody's ever heard of. Plus... Bonus time in the NHL and the NBA, and hey, maybe some more college hoops too. 
number two. All right, let's go ahead and get back after it here, Luddy. This should be a tournament people have actually heard of, and that is the National Invitational Tournament, uh, the OG of college basketball tournaments. And uh, if you're from the East Coast, you say tournament, the tournament. Uh, but let's go to the great city of Cincinnati, the Fighting Joe Burrows. As the Xavier Musketeers, uh, Sean Miller is back. He's going to be sweating through his shirts and his suits as a result. Uh, and that Muskies team taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores winner punches their ticket for the Big Apple inside the Gadden for the Final Four of the National Invitational Tournament. Uh, but zeroing in on this matchup, I'm going to take the under. On Vanderbilt, 70.5 team total points. Uh, just, uh, you know, in the last round, a, a couple of days ago, Vanderbilt starters played like 40 minutes, just exhaustive, tireless basketball from start to finish and a hard-fought victory. And I, I think the accumulated minutes could catch up to him here on the road. Now, you look at Xavier, I'm not saying that they're world beaters by any stretch of the imagination defensively, but they have really locked down along the perimeter here of late. Uh, over the last month, they're giving up just 21.1% from distance. And you look at Vanderbilt, it's a team that 45.8% of their shots over their last five games have come from three, and they're hitting 35.9% of them. So uh, that zone defense that Xavier likes to employ uh, could be problematic, could trigger a lot of headaches. For Jerry Stackhouse and his club, uh, you look at uh, Studi, he's you know netting 42.6% from distance. You look at Wright at 35.6%. Scotty Pippen Jr. can light on fire uh, from outside. Uh, and you look at Xavier, they do like to play at a fast pace. And you might say, ah, that plays more to the over here. Uh, and Vandy doesn't mind a brisk pace either. But I think fatigue could set in. It's not a great matchup on paper, even without Paul Scruggs of the Muskies. I think Vanderbilt's going to finish somewhere in the 60s in this game. A little early bonus time, bonus time. Uh, I like the under on 144 in this game as well. So fade or follow, Vanderbilt under 70.5 team total points. At Xavier, uh, pulled this one from DraftKings at minus 115. Oh, this is a tough number. By the way, your overall total is down to 141. Um, is it really? So, yeah, uh, well, I locked it, it in early. Thank God. Yeah, it opened yeah. at 144 last night. I meow, pounced like a panther on it, so it shouldn't come as a shock. I, I think a lot of that same logic that I just laid out with Vanderbilt, all the accumulated minutes, is baking into that reduction. Yeah, well, and apparently you, a part of uh, like a whole crew of feral cats pouncing uh, <laughs> on that one. Because, Degenerate feral cats. Thank you very yeah. much. Well, because it did drop so quickly, which means there was clearly some movement um, right away last night when that number came out for it to drop three points like that, 144 down to 141 and a half, which is where it sits now. I'm going to go with the under uh, in in both cases. I I, I think you could still take the under um, on the 141, obviously a hell of a lot better at 144, but I think you could still take it at 141. I think this finishes in the 130s. Um, And you're right. you're, You're getting to the point in the season, like as nice as it is for these guys to be able to continue what they're doing. You are logging a lot of minutes um, and you're doing so in, you know, kind of a compacted schedule. Um, so having just played, you know, a couple of days ago, now you're playing again. Um, I, I think this one stays under. I think Vandy stays under. This is a good call. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, you're don't welcome. fail me, gambling gods. Betty under. Number one. All right, let's go to my top play on the board. You're crazy. You're crazy with this one. What was St. Bonaventure? 
just because you anything involving St. Bonaventure scares the shit out of me. Why'd you have to do this? Well, I, I did. I, let me lay out the reasoning. And, and here's the justification. I tell you what, I'll give you a little double play action here as well. I am under Whoa, on the bodies. You got to pay extra for that, Cotton. Yeah, well, you do, yes, uh, especially in the red light district across the pond. But that's a whole other story for another day. St. Bonaventure under 61 and a half team total points. Uh, against UVA on the road in Charlottesville. And I like the under. I may even like the under on the game total even more, uh, which currently sits at 125 and a half. Uh, Both of these I pulled at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's minus 115, by the way, on that team total under. And for the game total, it's at minus 110, both at DK and pretty much universally. uh, FanDuel is the same number on the team or the game total, and so is BetMGM uh, as well. But anyway, the reason why, I like the under here in this contest for the St. Bonaventure Bonnies uh, defense of the defense of the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, you know what it is. It's the pack line. If it gets set, forget about it. And, you know, St. Bonaventure is going to have to play at a very fast pace to try to get out ahead in transition before that defense establishes itself in the half court. Uh, you look at Virginia. Uh, they are only giving up 0.929 points per possession on defense here in their last seven games. Uh, Bonaventure, interestingly enough, also is really tightened up defensively, which was not a calling card of theirs early this season. Their last seven games is 0.946 points per possession allowed. The Bonnies thrive off turnovers, uh, forcing a miscue from opponents on 22.7% of their possessions uh, over their last seven contests. But the problem with Virginia is, uh, with Kihei Clark and their very good guard play, they don't really give up the rock very often. Uh, judicious and smart uh, with the ball in their hand. And uh, due to their uh, you know cautiousness, uh, I don't see Bonaventure getting a lot of those sprint outs as a result. This sucker has got to live in the half court. Virginia's got to demand it. They're going to bleed the shot clock. Uh, they are the slowest team in the country, 358 out of 358 in tempo on the season. So as a result, I don't think the bodies get out of the 50s. I think it's going to be like 58, 59 in the end for them. And again, the under for the game at 125 and a half, I am also rather fond of. So Lundy, on that double play, St. Bonaventure under 61 and a half team total points at UVA. And the game total under 125.5. Pick your poison here. Fade or follow. Winner, winner. I like both of them. I just don't like that this involves St. Bonaventure. Like, I <laughs> they, think we should have screwed us so many times this year. Oh, Whether yeah. we follow them or fade them, it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, it'd be like, okay, we got Bonnie's getting this matchup. We're going to see this. We got such and such. We're got, we, like, we, if, you, if you've paid attention, if you've subscribed to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Uh, yes. But if you've paid attention over the course of the season, when we would when we would decide to go with Bonaventure, they would screw us early in the year. So then it became like, well, wait a minute, now we got to fade this team because they are real. And then they would and then they would win, and then we'd get back on the bandwagon, and then they would kick us back off again. And it was just it was a back and forth. It was like a bad college relationship. It was awful. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I feel now. The problem is I really really like both of these bets. I just ah, it's Saint Bonaventure for crying out loud, and they're going to screw us again. Um, so I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow on the under because I do agree with you. I could, the final in this game could be, uh, 59, 54, right? I mean, it could be something seriously low scoring like that. Um, but that said, I will follow and I'm going to cross my fingers that for once Bonaventure doesn't completely F us like they've been doing all season long. (laughs) Don't screw us. Don't screw us. Bonaventure. 
All they're right, rude, Lundy. man. They're rude. They're they are rude. rude. They are. They just don't they know dirty. this is real. Don't they know this is real money? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the shit is very real. Very real. <laughs> and so is bonus time, which we're into right now. All right, Lundy, hit me. It is indeed bonus time. Put a little extra uh, cheese, maybe some hot sauce, or maybe you're a fan of sour cream on top of your Taco Tuesday. What do you got? No, I don't need any sour cream. Sour cream is for wussies that just decide the salsa is too hot. Don't, you just, you know, dude, don't ever say that in the Midwest. They'll run you out of town. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm being honest. Like That's what you do when it's too spicy for you. Man up. Yeah. Uh, add some hot sauce on top of your hot sauce. Uh, first of all, a three-leg Moneyline parlay on the ice tonight. These are all three home teams. We will take Pittsburgh. They're at home against Columbus. We will take Calgary against uh, the toothless San Jose Sharks. Uh, and then we will take the uh, New York Islanders at home against Ottawa. Put all three of those together on just straight money line, not regulation, nothing like that, just to win. You're going to get that at a plus 142. I got that at DraftKings and Oh, hell yeah, we're taking the Arizona Coyotes on the money line. Wow. And I know you're saying, wait, Nate, what? You know why? Because it is a battle of the two worst teams in the Western Conference. The Seattle Kraken will be down in the desert to take on Arizona. Arizona has quietly, I think maybe they've gotten to the point like, well, F it. We can't do anything. We suck. We have some fun. They've lost two in a row. But prior to that, they had won six out of seven. Um, Arizona just all of a sudden went on this little mini heater. Um, and so I'm going to take them at home. It is a pick em, So the money line for them is a minus 110. Uh, but I'm going to take the Yotes at home in a battle of the basement dwellers. All right. Love it, man. That's Team Huevos through and through. Huevos Gigantes on the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know a thing about hockey, but I know they suck. And that's all yes, I need to do. know. Uh, let's go to the CBI, uh, which is being played in Daytona, Daytona Beach, Florida, Lundy. And there's a pair of matchups there. Uh, give me Middle Tennessee State. Uh, it's an auto bet at this point. Taking on Abilene Christian. MTSU is 27-7 and ATS. That is mind-blowing on the season. So, I mean, you got to back them at this point. And the matchup actually is is quite suitable for them and their strengths. Uh, as MTSU, number 39 in college basketball this month, and adjusted offensive efficiency, giving up to 0.930 points per possession. Uh, they do not necessarily thrive when in terms uh, when it comes to handles and that is the problem uh, that they could have against Abilene Christian because you look at the Blue Raiders number 238 and total percentage offense but uh, ABCU really thrives off those mistakes number one in college basketball since March 1st in turnover percentage D still I think defense travels I think in these you know some single elimination formats it typically reigns supreme and they're only giving up 28.5% from distance, 44.1% inside the arc. So as long as they don't cough it up too much, I think MTSU will cover the measly, the minuscule one and a half that they are laying in this matchup. And then the other game, it's going to take your breath away. So have your oxygen tank ready and maybe be tethered to it. Uh, just take the over in Northern Colorado and UNC Wilmington. It's at 154 right now. Another trend that we've seen this season, I'm usually not a big trends guy, but it's really hard to ignore some of these, like with MTSU and with the Bears. They have been over in 22 of 37 games. They absolutely smoked the number yesterday uh, well into the 80s, and I think they're going to do it again. Why? It's all about tempo. Uh, Number 52 in the country in that category. And two, that team can really fill it up, man. You look at the Bears – 
Uh, they are inside the top 30 nationally in multiple categories. Effective field goal percentage offense, number six in the nation. They're shooting 38% from distance. That's number 12 in the nation. 55.9% inside the arc. That's number 11. And, oh, yeah, uh, they also shoot free throws fairly well. So put it all together. And I think that pew, 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 NASCAR pace. It's got to be front and center. Probably enough there in Daytona Beach. And as a result, the over will cash again at 154. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And follow Lundy on social media, on Twitter specifically, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Huevos. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.